You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Grab your cash and escape the city before the police close in. The bank job was a success. Hey, you told them it all would work. And now you and the rest of the crew are lying low for the heat cools down. Most of the cash is hidden away for safekeeping, and the rest has been laundered through various businesses around town. Everything's going according to plan until the cops get an anonymous tip. Accusations are made, fingers are pointed, and in the heat of the argument, you decide to go your separate ways. Before you know it, SWAT teams are shutting down all routes out of the city. Soon, there won't be any way out. But that has never stopped you before. If you really want to escape, you'll need a plan. A good one. One that will allow you to get back your fair share of the money, and maybe a little bit more. You have to call some people you can trust. There aren't many of them left. Stir up some small-time gangs, cause a ruckus to keep the police occupied. The cops that don't fall for it might still forget about you, but not for free. Disguises may help, but they won't fool everyone. Will you escape the city with the most money, or will the police place the city in lockdown before you can escape? Welcome to Tabletop Arcane. This is Justin, and today I bring you a review of Escape Plan by Eagle Griffin Games, designed by Vital Lacerda, and art by Ian O'Toole. This is a one to five player game, plays one to two hours. MSRP is $120 for this, what was a Kickstarter game, and now is available in retail and is kind of a big old box full of high quality gaming. Let's dive into our first impressions and talk about Escape Plan here. So first impression after you get past the sticker shock is that this is actually a very large game with very high quality components. The cardboard is big, thick, chunky three millimeter or thicker cardboard. The player boards are double lined, so you have indented slots for them. You have silkscreen meeples, you have meeples that actually are more than just your standard meeple shape. They're actually shaped like the players running. You have some that are shaped like biker gangs. All in all, you have a lot of high quality pieces and components throughout this thing. And that adds to that value that you are are perceiving in it. The box itself comes with its own relatively decent storage container. There's spots for everything. It comes with baggies for everything. So once you have it all punched and sorted, you can actually create player bags. You can create a money bag. You can create all your things to make your setup and takedowns a little bit faster. The box itself is a extra thick cardboard. So this thing's going to hold up for years. As well as it even has side vents so that you don't even get that box fart. All little things adding up to this grand $120 package. Now, this is still a $120 game. So, first impressions aside, and even setting aside the reputation of Lacerda himself, what does this game do well? Vital Lacerda is known for his heavy style Euro games that usually have a strong enough theme to carry around with it. And Escape Plan is no different in this. It has this wonderful heist feel and kind of the end of a heist movie where everything is going sideways. The entire crew is split up. You're running around trying to grab money and there's more things you want to do than time and turns to do it. You also have to kind of react to the game as well, which is another big plus feature for it, is the city slowly unfolds over three days, and you have sub-turns within it. Minimum three, 
maximum five if you get extra actions. So you have like this small range of things you can do, but in day one, you only have a handful of tiles available to you to explore and you have to wait to day two for more to unlock and day three to finally unlock the rest of the city. But day three is when all but one exit have been closed. So you have to make your escape on there. That being said, what escape plan does well is it keeps that heist theme throughout most of the game and gives you this high quality feel for not only the components but the rule set and you have like this nice deep you're always got choices ahead of you but what's the optimal choice what's the choice that's going to make or break your game because remember without an escape plan you don't win and that's one of the big things is you have to make sure you have enough money stashed aside more than other players. You also have to make sure you visit the right locations, maybe getting a couple of keys, maybe getting some extra money out of storage lockers that were hidden in convenience stores. And the end of day three, whoever gets out first doesn't have to bribe the cops. And each subsequent player has to bribe the cops to get out of the city. That's liquid cash on hand. You don't have that cash on hand. You don't get out in your loops. And it's very hard to make that. So you almost have to prepare for that getaway during the first or second day. Meanwhile, you're still also trying to grab all your money. You've got a ton of moving parts of the Lacerda games I've played. This is the rules light-ish of the three that I've played. The downside is it is heavier than most games. Most casual midweight gamers may find themselves a little over their heads on it. The good news is this is kind of a heavy midweight game that acts as a gateway game to those heavier, chunkier, longer thought-provoking games where you're spinning even more plates per turn trying to figure out how to get everything to work while still trying to win. One other thing that Escape Plan does well is in the vein of most traditional Euro games, most information is relatively public. The only big thing that is truly secret is everybody has their own personal Escape Plan and how much money and points each player technically has. Now the escape plans are just a way of varying how much money each particular player has stashed at the various businesses or safe houses in the city. All of them are fair, equally balanced. They all add up to the same amount. It's just you may have $100,000 in the bar and another player has their $100,000 in the nightclub. The makeup of the cards is a little bit different, but they all balance each other, which is actually really, really nice. You don't have to worry about, well, I got a crummy card. It's more of what card did you get and which businesses are coming into the city first for you. It does have a very nice solo mode, which I do appreciate it is one to five players. Solo mode in the plus side is you have an AI player that you're playing against who is a corrupt cop and essentially they get their own escape plan and they kind of have like an AI deck that follows you around. They kind of get their own scores and you're trying to beat that score. Now with the solo and two player modes, there is a third character that is spoofed. Besides that one crooked cop, there is a inspector that is going around the city Sandra has appeared in some of his other games in a very similar vein. In Escape Plan, she tends to be a little bit more of a chaos factor than anything else. But as a AI player, it does a lot of good things on the sense of both Sandra and Lieutenant Costa emulate some of those choices that can be taken away from you from other players. Like maybe a player goes to a location where you kind of wanted to go there yourself, but then you might get notoriety if you go there. And maybe they took something off of that location, like maybe they opened a locker, or maybe they opened an exit tile and they got something off of there for you and you don't get access to that. So there's a lot of neat little things that both of them add to the game that emulate the second and third player in a one player game or a third player in a two player game. They run off a very simple AI deck, so it's very quick and easy to take their turns and they don't really bog down a lot with trying to figure out what that card's doing. 
The game is also very good at its rulebook, and I kind of have to set aside time for this one because a heavier game like this, a well-written rulebook will make it or break it. You can have the most complex game in the world, and if your rules are easy to understand and easy to find what you're trying to reference, it is going to make the experience that much better. On the other hand, you're searching for a rulebook for one obscure little detail, and it was only mentioned once on page four in a paragraph that you didn't even realize was relevant to the topic at hand. It's going to be a nightmare worth of rules, and then you're going through forums, and you're looking up on Google, and you're trying to figure it out. Escape Plan doesn't do that. They actually have everything pretty much laid out in a logical order. For example, if an action costs you notoriety, and you're going to increase your notoriety, every action, no matter where it is in the book, calls that out. It may tell you in five different places this thing gives you notoriety, and the player aid cards list that out, but when you're looking at the action, it tells you everything about that action, not trying to reference a different section either. They're really good at, this is everything you need to know about visiting a convenience store. This is what you're going to be doing every time. And one other big thing, and again, with a notoriety call-up, you visit a location that other players are at, you gain notoriety for that, because the heist members are grouping together, so the cops are a little bit more aware of it. It's called out every time in the rule book when you look at a location. Even the one that says, hey, this does not happen at the hospital, calls it out. So well done on the rule book for this one. That helps lower that bar of entry and makes this a very good, I don't want to use the term gateway game, but it is a next level gateway game of, okay, now that we've gone from light to medium games, let's try to dip our toes into the deep end of the pool. And this game does a good job at that, keeping the rules and icons throughout it very obvious once you've understood them. They don't change the icons at all. I can tell you in the games I played preparing for the review, once you understand the rulebook, we barely looked at the rulebook once we went over it. And that is a hallmark to how well this game is written in that sense. Plus, it's a whole lot of fun in trying to push your luck and trying to get as much money as possible, but also trying to make sure you still get out. Really had a lot of fun with the theme, had a lot of fun learning the game and then also teaching the game. It's pretty straightforward. Going into some of the opportunities of this game, it is heavier to teach. I'm still working on how to teach this game in less than 45 minutes. I think it can be done, but it also you have to tailor your teach to individuals. So some people need every single rule explained to them and others need enough to get going and be dangerous. Another opportunity in this game, and it's not really a huge opportunity, but most of the Lacerda games and most of the heavier complex games, you are not going to understand everything the first time through. You're not going to be able to pick up the game and like define that perfect strategy right away. There's enough moving pieces that it's going to be difficult to do so. I don't think that's a true negative of the game, but with a one to two hour time window per box, it can be because if you're looking to get a decent score in your first go, you may not get that and it could sour your experience on the game. Another thing that can sour your experience in the game is that very end heist. You have been playing this game for hours at this point and you're looking at, hey, can I get out of the city? Someone jumps the gun, gets out. Someone else does something that prevents you from possibly making an optimal move that you were looking at. And all of a sudden you're staring at your cash on hand and your plan and you're going, I can't make it out. And by not making it out, you do not score. You do not win. They're just out of the game, period. It's not out of the game in player elimination style because essentially the rest of the round kind of cleans up and then you just don't score where everybody else who did get out attempts to see who got the most money. Knowing that happens, it feels very thematic. It just kind of stinks to feel on that end of things. 
The other downside I would say is the wounds system is a little mechanically on the clunky side. When you leave a tile with cops, you have to avoid them and for every one you don't avoid, you get wounded and each time you would get a fourth wound, A, you heal, but B, you get a handcuff card which locks down some of your player board spaces which ultimately hurts some of your bonuses at the end of the game. And you can kind of spam that wounded thing a little bit and you really get hampered in the end. It's just a clunky system to me. Like it works to try to get negative score penalties on your board, which is what the goal I think of that system was, but it doesn't necessarily feel that thematic, but just had to have some sort of a way to punish the player. The other big piece is the times I've played this game, one to two hours, I don't expect that in the first game. And the first time I had to teach this game and run it with a group of players that was running five players, I did not expect one to two hours. However, other than solo, I've had a hard time reaching even the two hour mark. It usually sits around two hours to five hours, depending on the number of players. And I'm okay with that, but you have to make sure you set that example with your group and the box does not tell you like one to two players. Yeah, sure. If you're playing solo, maybe, or if you're playing with two experienced or three experienced players. But once you get to that fourth or fifth player, there's a lot of decision points that can happen. The other opportunity on this game, I feel, is there is a odd slowdown of analysis paralysis potential. In the first day, when you have your first three actions on your first set of tiles in the city, probably not. Unless you're just learning to play and then it's just a little bit more of figuring out what things do. Day two usually went a little bit smoother, but everything kind of slowed to a crawl on day three because everybody's trying to figure out, okay, here's the exit, now how am I going to get there? While you may not take all of your actions in day three because that's the day you get to escape and you may escape on your first action of day three, it really does slow down the pace of the game at the end. For a game that feels like you're on edge, everything's kind of shutting down, you're closing in and getting more claustrophobic, to have, it, have the actual gameplay actions slow down hurt a little bit. Again, in a five-player game, because of those slowdowns, the in-between turns exponentially grow. So if everyone's taking five to ten minutes to do their turn, all of a sudden on a five-player game, it may be 20, 25, 30 minutes to do something. And there's nothing that happens when it's not your turn for you, other than the board state changing and then you having to possibly recalculate what your plan was going to be. So those are a couple opportunities in the game. Overall, I love Escape Plan. I think it's a fantastic themed Euro game in that sense. I feel that there's a lot of value, a lot of replay, a lot of strategy that can go into this game. I feel like it's approachable for a lot of players. And the theme is one of those themes that a lot of people love heist movies. So now we're playing the get out part of the heist. The big question is, is it worth $120? Depending on who you are, if you are more on the casual side of gamers and you're looking for just some decent entertainment for a game night, probably not. If you are a board game enthusiast, if you are a collector, or if you are someone who likes and enjoys those big, heavy, long games, and games that you're going to sit down and play regularly over and over and over again, even though they may take hours upon each gameplay, then it might be worth it. I personally think 120 is a little heavy, but I don't think it is an unreasonable ask based on the quality of the game and the quality of the design behind the game. If it was closer to $100, I'd be a lot happier. If you can find a Lacerda game on sale, kudos to you and probably jump on that because I don't really see these games going on sale. So if you can, snag them up if it's something that's interesting you at that point. But keep in mind, it is a big investment. So, 
Overall, Exceed Plan is a lot of fun. I do recommend it for people who are looking for a heavier game that have been playing games for a while. I would not recommend it for people who are just getting into the hobby or are sitting down and trying to find a family game that multiple age ranges can play. That wraps up the Tabletop Arcanum's review of Escape Plan. This has been Justin, and I thank you for listening. You can find us on social medias, on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find us on YouTube. Make sure you hit those subscribe, like, notifications, bells, whatever it is on that platform to make sure you get notified when we have new episodes up. Until next time, happy gaming, and good luck escaping the city. Tabletop Arcanum produced by Justin Taylor. This episode is hosted by Justin Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow, and leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.